0: No, I'm Millie Vanilli. Of course I'm Dracula. What 90s hell is this? (laughs) Maddie Howard is a statistical anomaly that exists in only one of the infinite universes. In all other universes, there instead exists a very large rabbit, and all humans have webbed toes.
1: Abby Howard is pretty certain she's human. Why would you even ask? She has ten fingers, ten toes. What more do you need?
0: My Kickstarter ended. Now I'm just waiting for the money to come, so I'm just sitting around in my house. I don't do anything.
1: What do you mean? You draw things all the time. You're like the hardest working person I know.
0: Yeah, but I also don't do things. I don't like do interesting things. I just sit here and draw pictures. I drew you some do, pretty too. cool. You just uh, don't think of them tiles. as
1: being interesting because they happen to you
0: all the time, but there are interesting things that you do. I watched all 21 episodes of Dracula the series right, in one yeah. day. It was actually pretty relaxing. Now all of my thoughts are narrated by Lucard. Yep. And that's just going to be that way forever, I guess.
1: Of course, the lead villain in this series is named Alexander Lucard. Do you get like, it? A good job, guys! What's so secret
0: they would never would have guessed. Oh, when God, did that every even episode?
1: Start? Who was the first person who spelled Dracula
0: backwards? <laughs> anyway, I love how every episode they explain to somebody Alexander Lucard is a vampire. He's Dracula, and they're like, Pff, "No, that's dumb." <laughs> Alexandre Lucard, no way. It's like,
1: God. You mean he's not a Dracula? Is that what? (laughs) The first episode I was like, oh man, this is going to be really bad. But then after like the third episode, I was super into it.
0: I'm not sure if it was that the episode started to get better or... It was the Stockholm Syndrome setting in, but yeah, definitely. (laughs) Especially, like, you didn't watch all the way through a lot of the episodes that I did.
1: I didn't make it all the way through, but I think I might actually go back and watch some of the ones that I didn't see before this podcast, because now I'm kind of into
0: it. You should, because it gets really good. You didn't even get to where Sophie gets turned into a vampire. Sophie gets turned into a vampire? Does Uh, she get turned back? Like, is she human by the end? Yeah. Oh, okay. Somehow.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. There's this voice.
0: extremely what? complicated explanation as to why
1: they always seem to like turn people back and be like, "All you have to do is touch their necks with holy water," and I'm like, "Wait, where is that it's written down? Is that so much more like-
0: complicated than that? That's only if you are bitten by a vampire, but not turned into a vampire.
1: Uh-huh. But if you're bitten by a vampire, you clearly can still like grow the teeth and
0: bite people." no yes yeah, you can because their mom
1: when lucard turned their mom into a vampire she was yeah but that was full vampire no she uh, wasn't because they touched her neck with the wait did she just overcome it with the power of her willpower to like not bite yeah man it was the power of love uh, it was the mom that episode power. was not good what did so what did i do this week why don't you ask me do you care about me you don't shut up maddie what did you do this week um let's see what did i do this week Um, I painted a chair. Um, last night I helped to buddle a party. I washed dishes in the kitchen. I poured people drinks. That was the kind of stuff I did. For my roommate Elise's grandfather's 81st birthday party. I sent mom a Mother's Day present. Did
0: you? (laughs) I called her. And, oh, I made a comic about her, and it was coincidental. I made a comic about my mom, and everybody likes it, and I didn't even realize it was Mother's Day. Um, so this week, we spent time
1: watching a series called Dracula the Series, which is a Canadian show recommended to us by Elisad. Thank you very much for the recommendation. So the first episode, I was like, meh, what is this? But then afterwards, I totally fell head over heels for this
0: show. Like, it's it's hilariously bizarre. And I love it. It took me a lot longer. How long did it take Anyway, you? when the Nosferatu episode happened, I was into that. Directly, the Series, a.k.a. Buffy Jr., is about oh. a pair of brothers, Max and Chris, and they are forced to move to a never-named European place and it's live in their Belgium. It's definitely Belgium. Well, all they ever say is Europe. I don't know what Belgium is. I didn't have to learn geography. This is America. They have to live with their strange old uncle, who happens to be a Van Helsing. Together, they all must defeat Alexander Lucard, the new alias of Dracula, as he takes over the world with his mad business skills and vampire powers. Anyway, everyone in Belgium apparently speaks American English, and every now and then someone with an accent shows up, but it's always a different accent, and they never say where they are. Also, this town has an infinite supply of old men and hot young women. And they only eat schnitzel. So the characters on this show. There is Max, the youngest kid. He's very smart and actually really good at stuff. He kills a lot of vampires. Yep. More vampires than his uncle kills. Yep. Which is like zero. The yep. whole series. Yep. He also has a brother named Chris who is dumb and plays guitar. And but he looks like Kevin Bacon. But he's super dumb. He's capable. But he's also like this dumb guy. And he's got some kind of a weird thing going on with Sophie, who is a girl that lives with them. Like, the first time they saw each other, he was like, hubba hubba. And then later on, when they actually started to go on dates, that he was, like, embarrassed about it or something. And I'm like, what? Their whole deal was stupid. And every time it got somewhere, something would happen, like Sophie was turned into a vampire, and then when she was turned back by the power of his kiss or whatever, his girlfriend from the States came back and was like, hey, I'm your girlfriend from the States, JK, ex-girlfriend. We'll talk about it, though. (laughs) And then she disappears after conveniently breaking them up. They live with their weird uncle guy, though I'm not sure how Sophie is related to them.
1: Yeah, Sophie is, um, his ward or something. Yeah,
0: some girl who lives
1: there has no parents. She Um, lives there. Oh, shit. How... Why does Sophie live there? I just sort of took it for granted that she was, like, his orphaned niece or something.
0: Student? No, she doesn't do any learning there. Yeah, she's
1: not at school. I mean, I guess she might be at, like, conservatory or something.
0: Yeah, she's at a conservatory for her music. I know that. Okay. Somehow, she has time for that. None of these kids do anything but sit around the house reading books about vampires and moaning about MTV.
1: Well, that's anyway, not true. What's-his-name plays the guitar, Chris.
0: Yeah, but he also moans about MTV every day. Yeah, but then they don't want to leave. Yeah, not after all the cool vampire stuff, but they do miss MTV. But they also are super fascinated by the place, and they like the actual city, which is nice. It's refreshing. At first, they're like, wah, I want to go home. Then after that, they're like, nah, you know what? This is all right. Uncle Gustav Van Helsing is a bargain bin Michael Caine who is constantly failing at killing vampires. He's the worst vampire slayer I've ever seen. I don't think he like kills a single vampire the whole show. And the number of times he lets Lucard go, I swear to God, everybody else got to kill vampires but him. Huh. No wonder it, takes, it has taken the Van Helsing family centuries to kill Dracula. Because if they're all as terrible as he is, they don't want to kill Dracula. They just want to keep the series going or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's true. Though, I mean, I guess, I don't know, they got canceled after the first season, so I guess they didn't do a super great job of that.
0: No, it's because they kept almost killing him. So, Alexander Lucard. I wonder if you can guess who that is. It's Dracula. It's, <laughs> uh, he's a businessman now, and he's taking over the world. Yeah, it's and, basically Goddamn, like,
1: um, if American Psycho were vampires. This
0: James Spader looking sexy ass mother. He is so hot. Is I would be so a vampire hot. in a second. God, whoa, he's so hot.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of like, um, yes, I will live forever with you, whatever. That's totally fine.
0: And he'll, like, totally employ you and stuff.
1: Yeah, like
0: you won't. His be bored. whole thing with his business empire is he sees somebody who has any kind of skill at all, apparently, and is like, "I could use you," and turns them into a vampire so that they follow his commands. That's his and that's how he's model. built his whole business empire. Apparently, vampires can walk around during the day.
1: Yeah, they seem to follow religiously, like every single other rule, like holy water, garlic, all of that stuff. Doesn't even but the shit you of. They can walk around in the day. In episode
0: fourteen, they finally actually say. Oh, he doesn't have his vampire powers during the day. Oh. That's it. That's all we get. Well why don't they go kill him during the day? Why don't they? Well because they can't kill him, can they?
1: They can't kill him or else there's no series.
0: Exactly. This is the problem. This is why the series got cancelled, is because they can never resolve the main conflict if he dies. What do you do? So you have to either change his character or you have to change up everything and introduce a whole new... It, it just can't be resolved. You can't kill him. Especially yeah. since he's the best character. So yeah, at, sh- at first the show didn't grab me. I was like, I can't believe I have to watch 21 episodes of them failing to kill this guy. Ah! And then every episode just like a new person shows up. But guess what? The new person's probably a vampire.
1: It's like a it's 9 just out of 10 new chance that they're a vampire. Every
0: episode. Yeah, like, so I expected maybe some, like, werewolves or something to show up. Like, other mystical things. More like Buffy, where it's like, everything exists, so we have to deal with all kinds of crazy shit. But no, it was just weird vampire lore. You gotta think, like, if there are vampires, there are probably other things, too. Like, God... I think that actually might be a vampire of another religion. It might just be that those symbols are symbols of good in whatever thing that those people believe in. Yeah.
1: So, like, any religious symbol will work? Yeah. So then vampires don't necessarily
0: imply that there is a god. It just implies that there is good and evil. I don't think that it's really a distinction between good and evil, though. Of course they see it that way, because vampires like to, like, kill people or whatever. But who's to say that people are the good guys anyway? You don't think people are the good guys? Well, people kind of suck in their own ways. So I don't think we're necessarily good. Uh. However, Dracula is an evil person, and the Van Helsings are good people, as shown by how they treat other human beings and that kind of stuff. So, you know, in this case... It is a fight between an asshole who's trying to take over the world by turning literally everyone into a vampire, yeah. and then the Van Helsings, who have clearly already lost, because everyone in this town is a vampire.
1: Yeah. Like, every single person across the world is a vampire. And clearly, all you have to do to turn someone into a vampire is, like, touch them, because it happens (laughs) in the span of a minute.
0: Yeah, it's like, ah, you're a vampire now. It's like, shit. It does seem seem like it's pretty
1: awesome to be a vampire. Like, is there a downside to all of this?
0: The downside, of course, is living forever, which is what a lot of people think is the upside, but it's not.
1: But, like, the it's downside shitty. to having an economy ruled by vampires. I guess
0: they're evil, Is that supposedly? what we already have? I guess that's kind of the economy we have right now. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you evil. know, it's the same. It wouldn't change. I really don't see why... Dracula taking over everything is going to be bad because he's clearly just a ruthless businessman and we already have those. Right. It's the same. He just he's eats just people making a lot sometimes, of money for Which himself. is like,
1: is that all that different? I would not be surprised at all if there was a scandal that broke tomorrow about how rich businessmen are eating people. Yeah.
0: I mean, they could try to stop it if they want, but just somebody else who's like Dracula who isn't a vampire but also eats people anyway is just going to come fill his shoes in the morning.
1: Do you think Dracula the series is intentionally making commentary on capitalism? He's yeah clearly supposed to be, like, ruthless cell phone, like, mid-90s brick-sized cell phone businessman. Like, he's constantly, anyway, like, knocking over national monuments in order to just piss people off. I uh, think maybe it's trying to say something. It's like, of course Dracula is this, like, cutthroat business CEO guy. That's just, like, what vampires are supposed to even be, like, a metaphor for,
0: is someone who leeches off of the power of others. You know what? This is a very fitting job for him. When I first heard that it was going to be businessman, I'm like, ah, come on, so easy. But they did a super good job with making him an actual scary businessman who just wants to like rule everything. It was super Of believable. course there are other other vampires who don't have this in mind, such as Nosferatu who shows up, and my favorite thing is when like everything was going wrong in his business, like there were all these fires and floods and shit and like all this horrible stuff is happening, and then he's like, Somebody's doing all this. Nosferatu <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my god, is Nosferatu gonna show up? I was so excited. And then he did, and he was so attractive. <laughs> Abby, you have a weird taste in men. Look, I just like sallow-faced monsters (laughs) with, like, ruffled coats. Like, his coat was really nice. He had nice boots on, and his hair was all slicked back.
1: Yeah, I actually meant to ask you, like, those capes, were those capes that are, like, the vampire capes now ever just, like, a legitimate (laughs) part of your wardrobe? Like, were those things that were, like, actual evening wear?
0: Uh, I think the high-collar ones,
1: yeah. They just, like, read vampire. That must be cultural conditioning. Like, I'm sure those like just
0: existed at some point and were just regular clothes. And Well, they were for, like, like... aristocracy, so it's kind of like a tux now, I guess. Yeah. Like, Dracula wears a tux, like, all the time. So, he's on top of it. However, when he's a vampire at home, he wears a ridiculous vampire outfit. Everybody who is a ridiculous vampire wears one. It's the uniform. I mean, how else are you going to turn into a bat or intimidate people? Some of the other vampires, there was a multiple personalities vampire where one of the personalities was a bookstore owner who really wanted to become a vampire, but it turns out he had already been a vampire. He is a vampire. He's the vampire that he thinks lives in his attic. Incredible. Then there was also a silent movie star who turned out to be a vampire who also hates blood. So then he died. He staked himself at the end of the episode, and it's like, oh, because like the uncle was there and he was just kind of like paralyzed for this episode because his back was having problems because he's old. And then the silent movie star vampire is like, I'm gonna get you. And then he's like, I loved you in all your movies. And he's like, You remember me? All he wanted to do was to be remembered. And it worked. Except now he's a vampire. And he's like, Well, this sucks. I want to be dead, though. So. Anyway, another notable vampire is Sophie's boyfriend for Wait, a short what? amount
1: of time. Yeah, yeah I he disappears. All of the interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, dude. Gotta watch those episodes, man. Okay, well. will. Anyway, don't worry, I'll explain them to you. Okay. So, in this whole deal, uh, Sophie's boyfriend is, like, this horrible person, but he tries to rob Dracula, dumbly, and then Dracula, like, tries to eat him, but then Dracula gets really sick from his blood, and it turns out that he had, like, this special antigen. And in this episode, we also meet the vampire doctor, who may be the most evil thing in the world.
1: The most evil thing in the
0: world? I mean, he's, maybe he's just, like, lawful evil. (sighs) Ugh. no maybe like chaotic neutral so he just kind of poofs into existence next to Dracula and is like hey I see you're sick man what's up and then like Dracula is super suspicious the whole time cause he obviously hates this guy so if Dracula hates this guy like he must be beyond evil Dracula fears this doctor because he knows that his life is in this doctor's hands and the doctor fucking knows it and the doctor like just dangles this thread in front of him just like I'll save you yeah and then seems really straightforward but really just messes with him the whole time and leaves him stranded. Like, he has to go get this water from a spring somewhere. So he's gone for a super long time. And then Dracula's like, I'm gonna go fucking get it, even though he's just dying. And of course now the Van Helsings know that he's dying, so they're just, like, tracking him down through the woods as he's trying to find this magical spring. And then he does, but the Van Helsings beat him there and are like, no, you can't drink from it, man. And then he's just lying on the ground dying and is like, is this really the way I'm going to go? Can you just stake me and stuff? And it's such a good moment. But they don't fucking do it. Why would they not do it? Why would they not do it? Why would they wait? Uh, But Max like puts a sweater over him and is like goodbye, Dracula. And it's like Max, what? But then the doctor shows up. How
1: he's Dracula?
0: Dracula drinks from the spring anyway, and it's poison. (laughs) (laughs) And then the doctor shows up and he's like, oh yes, this water was polluted from uh, toxins from your company that is spilled into the water. Here's the purified water, and gives him the purified water. And I'm like, oh my god, this doctor this doctor is insane and i love
1: him this show like as soon when i first started watching it i was like oh god they're just gonna use all of the old vampire tropes and it'll just be like cliche after cliche but all of the plots were really original like the whole time i was watching the show i was like huh i've never actually seen this plot before like i never sort of knew how they were going to unwind like it was definitely kind of More creative than I was expecting. Yeah, like even though
0: it was just vampires the whole time, which is a really noble move to make in the first place, it was engaging. Yeah. My favorite episode is the one where Dracula and his long lost love are reunited. But his long lost love is like married to a writer who is about to expose all the notable vampires that there are in this tell all book. And he has one manuscript and the whole time it's just like, ah, Dracula's gonna get the manuscript especially since his wife is Dracula's long lost love. But then long lost love is like, I just don't want you to hurt my husband who I love. So I'll bring you the manuscript and that's it. And he's like, no, you'll stay with me. And she's like, fine, okay. But then as they're about to get on the plane, like she's about to leave to go back to Dracula, Dracula shows up and is like no, you go. And here's the manuscript back. I've changed my mind. And he has like this big change of heart moment. And it's like so... So heartfelt and then Max shows up and is like, I'm gonna kill you and he's like, Nah, don't and Max is like, Oh, I see you're having a moment. I'm sorry. Just hang out over here while you do that. And then he like watches as the woman he loves flies off with the manuscript that's going to destroy his life. Oh but then at the last second, he's back in his castle talking to his like slave or whatever, and he's like, You know, Gasoline is a very delicate thing, and he goes on this big speech about how gasoline can be fucked with. It's like, oh my god, he just killed them! He killed them! He had this change of heart moment, and it was all just acting. Oh wow. Because he fucked, he tampered with the plane so that it would go down.
1: So, did you know that the guy who plays Dracula was in The English Patient?
0: He's so good, even though he's, like, in this weird kid show about fucking Dracula, and he has, he actually has, like, a really good accent in this show. He does a good job with that. He's very
1: consistent.
0: He's also very good at, like, kind of being hammy, but then turning around and being really sexy also.
1: Yeah, and also evil. Like, he can go from being, like, making stupid punny jokes to being straight-up evil in, like, a nanosecond.
0: Also, there's another vampire called Klaus, who kind of just shows up in, like, the third episode, and it's like, we What? And he and Dracula are just like, buddy, buddy. They like quote Shakespeare and each other.
1: They're basically weird. And it was
0: like, where the hell did Klaus come from? But then it turns out that Klaus is Van Helsing's son. And it's like, oh. And then he traps him in their family crypt and is like, I'll keep you here until I find a cure. Yeah, he doesn't find a cure, and eventually that little kid wanders in. Even though like he stopped up the door of the crypt with a cross, the kid is like takes the cross out. and is like, that's a good way to keep vampires out, and then wanders in Ugh. and sees this little circle of dust around like this big pile of dust, and is like, huh, a circle of dust. And this kid has read shitloads of books on vampires and like occult shit. So I'm like, why? Because of course, then he breaks the circle. Just to, and to break is, it like, huh, just
1: because kids like just... breaking circles.
0: I'm just going to move this dust around. I'm sure it's not important dust. And then, of course, Klaus escapes and is like, Aha, I'm Klaus. And the kid just stands there with this goofy face. And it's like, Oh, no, what I done? It's like, kid, you know better. Oh my God. This is poor writing. So in the last episode, some kind of weird rift in time is opened. But it's, it's like something that Dracula uses all the time so that he can go from place to place. And Dracula doesn't know what it is. They keep talking about some kind of weird other plane of existence that vampires exist on. So this seems to be like a portal to that plane of existence. Like
1: they're Doctor Who? Like they're some kind of weird blood-sucking Doctor Who?
0: I guess. You could say that. They, like, operate outside of time. Yeah. And that's how they, like, stay young forever, is they aren't real, and they need blood to survive because of this weird blood, I don't know, time thing. But at the end, of course, Uncle Gustav is in there, Klaus is in there, Dracula's in there, they're all stuck. All the kids have to move back to America, because the mom is like, let's go back to America, and then that's the setup. Wow. It's just uncle gustav is trapped in this other dimension he like calls on the phone at one point to the mom and is like explaining that he's going to be gone and they have to move back to america there's no choice wow. they like pick up some notes and are like "Ah, oh, these are all the notes that uncle gustav had on the weird other place it's like does this make any sense to anybody and the little kid max is just like it doesn't yet but i'll learn i'll find out and that's it And it's like oh my god and you can totally
1: imagine that like the next season is going to be him as an adult Just like 50 or 20
0: years later, he's figured out everything about the time rift is the best vampire killer in the world. And he and Dracula, of course, the whole season, they had this adorable kind of thing where Dracula was just like, I won't kill you yet, kid. I'll give you a chance. And it's just like, oh, man. It's gonna be so good when Dracula and this kid finally meet when this kid is all grown up and the most badass kid ever. Dracula's been trapped in this weird time dimension forever or something.
1: Maybe this podcast will, like, reignite people's love of this show and then there'll be a Kickstarter to, like, do a second season.
0: And, of course, the kid's already, like, 30 years older. Yeah. So, you got it. Perfect. Just hire that same kid.
1: It's gonna be found footage, the second season.
0: Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Maybe so, they could have done,
1: like, an American Horror Story thing with it, where, like, next season is all werewolves, and then the season after that is, like, ha. elves or something.
0: It's just the same episodes, but everything is, they just wrote werewolf instead of vampire. Yeah. Maybe this
1: should be a Kickstarter. We start. Maybe we should do it.
0: I'll just make a comic. It's easy.
1: Okay, cool. Make a comic. Do it.
0: I mean, I also want to make a comic that is the better version of House on Haunted Hill.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: I watched that again recently. God.
1: Wait, House on Haunted Hill, like, the Vincent Price movie?
0: Yeah. Like, the original I really loved as a kid. It scared the shit out of me for some reason. Yeah. But it also, like, was so disappointed because there weren't ghosts. There were no ghosts. It was just a murder mystery. But, and I'm like, come on, where are the ghosts at?
1: But isn't it more terrifying that someone was able to do that as, like, a totally normal human?
0: I guess that's the point. Yeah. But I want some ghosts. Where are the ghosts? Anyway, the remake was the biggest piece of shit ever. Oh, God. And there's some kind of, like, the house itself is alive and stuff. God. So stupid.
1: I thought that was supposed to be a remake of The Haunting, though.
0: There was another remake that was a remake of The Haunting. Oh, okay. The House on Haunted Hill remake was a House on Haunted Hill remake. And the House on Haunted Hill was itself probably, a, like, a ripoff of The Haunting. The of Haunting Hill of
1: house. Hill House.
0: Yeah, get it? Do you get it? So original. <laughs> anyway, the original The Haunting is actually one of the best horror movies ever made. Oh I my think. god. And it's so scary. Like, all you need is that moment where the fucking door is getting knocked on. Yeah. And they're just sitting there. Like, that is so good. And it holds up. I've seen it already. And I still get scared. Aww. Uh, and we got off track. <laughs> <laughs> there are basically two reasons that I think it got cancelled. Uh-huh. It's kind of a drama. It's kind of like, you know buffy meets dark shadows yeah i guess
1: yeah that's accurate but
0: junior version yeah so there's lots of like vampire drama between the vampires between the kids and the vampire like the kids themselves are really capable and not very kid-like which i love and it's like not adults trying to write kids for kids there's this one episode where the kid thinks that he's about to get published like he wrote this really ridiculous romance thing with vampires in it and tried to get it published and then they Kind of gave him an answer that wasn't yes, but he thought it was yes. And I'm like, oh, God, I feel this kid.
1: Yeah, that is so, I did this so much. There. Anyone who tries to write oh, yeah. for a living in any
0: way. And it's just, oh, they said that I could do better, which means that they want to hire me if I just, like, do another draft or <sighs> something. I like that kid a lot. That's not something that happens a lot with, like, the snotty little brother character. Even the doofy older brother, I was just like, but this doofy older brother actually cares about his younger brother, and not in an annoying way, and doesn't want to give him wedgies all the time, and cares about his feedback on his music and stuff.
1: Yeah, they did it's, a super great job with the kid characters, I think. Like, I also totally oh yeah. identify with Sophie, the girl character, is so amazing. Her hair is on fleek, <laughs> she's, as the kids are saying. She's
0: like Junior Kate Bush. She's I so think. great.
1: She's like Hermione Granger.
0: Yeah! Yeah! she's the Granger uh older brother is the dumb Ron character and I guess little kid is kind of a Harry Potter yeah especially since
1: I wonder if that's just stuff, like the Harry revenge. Potter triad is like a thing where like you have the one character who's like the smart capable one you have the one character who's like The sort of dumb jock who's, like, loyal, and then you have, like, the main character, quote-unquote. Yeah,
0: you've got the brains, the bronze, and the hero.
1: I don't know, it's more sophisticated than I thought it was going to be. Like, after watching the first episode, I was definitely kind of like, oh, God. But then after the second one, I was already starting to pick up on some things that were like, hey, like, this actually has a lot of
0: substance. Every single episode, they go to Dracula's castle... And they just walk in to like his living room, and he's there <laughs> doing stuff. And it's just these kids come in, and he's like, "Damn it,
1: like not has, again." He has no guards. He has no like spikes that come out of the wall. There's no anything. It's just,
0: they just wander right in. These, it's the doors unlocked. like,
1: His mice.
0: Yeah, it's just I thought. I locked the door this time. Dang it. <laughs> this everybody barges into this castle all the time. The same room, every time, through the same door that is never locked. And Dracula, actually, in one episode, when they barge in and he's in the middle of something, he's just like, just, does everyone have a key to this castle? <laughs> it's like... Do they? Because it would not surprise me if he was just like, Haha, for fun, to show you how amazing I am. I've given everyone in town a key to my castle. And just I bet to they show still won't be able to whatever. kill me,
1: and they don't.
0: They never do. <laughs> so, Maddie, what were your highs and lows?
1: Probably my low was that every single vampire had this intensely long hissing, fang-bearing wind-up to biting someone on the neck. It lasts forever, and they also seem to do it as some kind of weird greeting ritual, so anytime two vampires are in the same room, they'll just, like, open their mouths and hiss, and their fangs will slide out, which, by the way, the fang effects were really good on this show. I liked it. But, um, so they'll just, like, do this thing where they'll just be like... (sighs) At each other for, like, ten minutes. And they'll, like, flash
0: their eyes, like, sex eyes. It was so crazy that
1: me and Brendan have started to just hiss at each other now whenever we're, like, in the room with each other. We'll just turn to each other and go. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. It's a new addition to our relationship I'm really happy with, actually. So I think my high, actually, is going to be, and I know this sounds super corny, but the set design... (laughs) <laughs> is that really funny I know, I know. No, I heard, that's good. That's but the good. thing is that it was really good. Like, I was sort of remarking, everyone smiled to myself inside, like, wow, this interior is really nice. They're obviously supposed to be in Belgium, which we figured out through a series of, we had to deduct very carefully where they were, because the thing is that they only say ever that they're in Europe. They never say, like, which country in Europe they're in. <laughs> How about you? What are your highs and lows?
0: Well, uh, my high was the episode of Nosferatu, because they did a super good job with Nosferatu. He was very attractive. (laughs) Look, I'm not a furry. (laughs) Though if somebody has giant bat wings, I'm not going to say no. (laughs) This guy with giant bat wings walks in and is like, ah, bat wings. And it's like, whoa, this is so soft. (laughs) Wrap me up in your bat wings. Oh, so soft. Blanket of hands. See, this sounds great. They carry me around in, like, their weird wing arms. I mean, even if they can't fly because they're some weird bat-human hybrid, then, you know, whatever. It's fine. You just want the wings. Just the wings. Those are good enough. It's great.
1: All right, so keep anyway. this as a note in your head, Abigail Howard fans. If you grow giant bat wings, she's probably going to date you.
0: Yeah, I'd have to marry you. I could give you a nice roosting house. Uh, you already have you that ready? lots of food. I'm prepared for all things... I guess they
1: could live either. in your basement. Your basement's supposed to be kind of creepy, right?
0: Oh, yeah. They could definitely you live could totally there. You could totally keep a it's
1: coffin great. down there.
0: There's dirt in my basement. There's... Half of it is just dirt.
1: Great. That's perfect. it's so, basically a crypt. It is.
0: It's very cold down there. Uh, floods sometimes. There's bugs. So that was my high. Uh, also, the thing about the hissing... Yeah? I'm so sad... That that ever started with vampires? That it was just vampires hiss. I hate it when vampires hiss at people. Why do you hate it? It's always to show off the fangs. Because it's a dumb sound, and people are—they sound stupid when they make it.
1: Yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting because none of the animals that are supposed to be like it just aligned looks ridiculous. with vampires make that sound.
0: It's just cats and snakes.
1: No bats. So no. Bats don't make that sound.
0: Bats scream. Why can't they scream when they open their mouths?
1: Because <laughs> that would be fucking terrifying, Abby.
0: Yeah, that's the point. They're supposed to be monsters, Maddie. They aren't supposed to be like hissing. But hissing at you. is like
1: sexy. Hissing is like a no. Sexy it's not kind of
0: hissing. Turns me off very much. <laughs> Screaming, however, extremely sexy. Oh
1: Alright, so now we have a pretty great like lineup of the okay cupid profile that Abby is looking for. She's looking for someone with giant bat wings who will scream at her at night and can sleep in a dirt basement. That would be great.
0: So my low was every time they almost did something. <laughs> Cause this happens so much. Yeah. So often the vampire will be about to bite somebody and be, like, two seconds away from biting, and it takes them, like, forever to get their heads down there next to the neck because they're hissing the whole time with their (sighs) stupid mouth open. Intentionally taking enough time that anybody, like, these kids who continuously barge into Dracula's castle can barge in and be like, whoa, hey now, don't do it. And it takes, like, like,
1: just the teensiest interruption for them to totally stop biting the person.
0: It's like they're just nervous about doing it in front of people. (laughs)
1: Like, peeing. Then also...
0: I can't bite this person now. Yeah, people are watching me. Fangs have been sucked back up into my body. (sighs) But on the other end, they almost kill vampires so often. Like, they keep saying stuff like, he's too powerful. You can't go up next to him alone. You can't kill him by yourself. And then it seems like the only thing that Dracula does is he's just very good at dodging. If they, like, try to stake him, then he's like, ah, I'm too swift for you. I dodged because I saw you coming from, like, a yard away. I just lean to the side and you weren't expecting that, so you know I think you know, he really is not threatened by them at all, and he's yeah. just like, I'll just keep him around because they do literally nothing to yeah. me. He's clearly already won. There's no stopping him. Yeah. Okay, there is this one episode, is the worst one. My Fair Vampire, where the B plot is Dracula walks into his office and there is a woman there And she sings to him terribly and is like, ah, don't you hire musicians or something? Or like you're a patron or whatever? And then he's like, no, but I want to train you how to be a good lady. He's like, I want to try to do this the hard way instead of the easy way where he makes somebody cool by making them into a vampire. Instead, he's like, I want to see if I can make somebody cool by just teaching them how to be cool. What is this
1: plot? What is
0: this? Is this something that he wants to do? (laughs) Uh, It's... Should I know this already? I mean, I guess when Sophie becomes a vampire, he does a little bit of that. Which is kind of creepy. Teaching somebody how to be good when they have their own independent personality or whatever. Kind of gross. He fails, though. And near the end of the episode, he's about to kill her. And then she reveals that she's a vampire hunter. Then the uncle bursts in with his friend from the A-plot, who is like this old senile man. And then it turns out the old senile man is a vampire and has been a vampire all his life. And it's like, wait. But they're old friends. So wouldn't he realize that his friend had been old forever? Well, did he just
1: recently become a vampire, like, later in life?
0: No, because he turns to Dracula and is like, Yes, I am old. I'm centuries old. Older than you. And then the lady was also a vampire hunter, but became instantly useless upon being grabbed by Dracula. Dracula was like, I'm going to kill you. Uncle is standing there like, don't take him on. You can't take him on -on one-on-one. But the thing is, there's three vampire hunters in one room with one vampire, and they still don't <laughs> kill him. Uh, uh, of course they, just they don't. run away. You can
1: never actually kill Dracula. It's part of, like, the Dracula rules. You think, okay, so we like to make fun of the vampire hunters, but it seems like it's really fucking hard. Like, I don't think I could stake someone through the heart. Could you stake someone through the heart?
0: No, but vampires are like made of paper, basically. Every vampire ever in any movie is just like, ah, I got staked. So you have to like really break someone's like,
1: rib cage or like something? Yeah,
0: but vampires, like, you don't need a hammer or anything. You can just be like, I staked you with my hand and a wooden thing, and I it was I super just, easy. And like, I hit the heart every time. Maybe
1: what you need, yeah, like, how many people could even point to the heart on a human body? Ooh. Like, no one.
0: The whole time I was watching this, I kept thinking about better vampire movies, like Fright Night the Remake. Yeah. They do a really good job. There's one part where the vampire is like, ah, you know, it's actually super difficult to hit the heart. The kid like stakes him and misses the heart, and he's like, yeah, see, it hurts a lot, but I'm not dead.
1: So yeah, like they do it every time. Like tiny children can just like stake a vampire. They just
0: throw a stake through the air and it hits them in the heart. No fucking way that goes. That happened.
1: You'd have to be the (sighs) whole. So, which show are we doing next, Abby?
0: Next, we're going to watch The Magic Pony, suggested by Soraya. Thank you, Soraya. It looks really good. Apparently, it's got songs in it. It's like a Russian animated movie from the 1970s. So, uh, it's gonna be weird. Super obscure, though it
1: seems like it's available on YouTube.
0: It is available on YouTube. Y'all can watch it if you want, and you'll be educated. See you guys next week. Have fun. For The Magic Pony. Bye, Abby. Bye, Maddie.